did we get the most recent, you know, headline news out of the show? Because it's funny. Uh, what's going on? Ooh, what did uh, I Governor Abbott. Abbott. What, did he look? what did he do? He's got COVID. <laughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> I yeah. did not. Oh, I wish you'd saved that for the show. <laughs> My reaction will not be as genuine. <laughs> we are recording. I suspect it'll be, you know, the intro to the show. <laughs> no, he's not symptomatic. Why he was getting tested, I don't know, no, no, but... All right, I am not prepared, so let's go ahead. Sweet. I made some notes earlier, so meh, maybe it's, they'll make sense. It should be fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord on Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Uh, if you can't do that, you can still post something to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week, uh, we have to talk about, right, Afghanistan and COVID. Those are the two big things. <laughs> I thought COVID went away because <laughs> all I hear about is Afghanistan. I don't know about all. Like They, they seem to really be competing at the moment. For newsworthiness. I don't know. Every time I turn on the news. Did something happen recently with the governor of New York? Um, I think that's gone by the wayside. <laughs> I remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, the, 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 whole, the whole Afghanistan thing is just a plot to make you look away from uh, Cuomo, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuomo was behind it all. <laughs> However, speaking of governors, we have a lot of governor news. Mm. That seems a lot. I'm going to start with governor. This In this case... Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. We talked about it a little bit last week, and and I actually spent a little bit of time. And I found an article that kind of it's it's kind of concise about what's going on. So the recall election, how it works, and 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 when it's happening. September fourteenth is when it's happening, uh, according to the article. Uh, it's costing taxpayers two hundred seventy six million dollars in order to do the recall election. Wow. The way California works is to get a recall election, you need to collect signatures in the amount of 12% of the number of voters in the last election for the governor. So you take the number of people who voted for the governor or voted in that race. If you get signatures equal to 12% of that number, which in this case is about 1.5 million people, it allows you to do a recall. So it's actually a recall election. Based on signatures. Do they vet the this signatures? This is a recall election, yes. Yeah. So it, it's not, but it's not like Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, or Minnie Mouse. They actually have vetted so could be. signatures. They, oh, they are verified, according mm. to the article. I don't know what that process means, but mm. they verified 1.6 million signatures. Okay. And there was a officer of the court that had to rule so it came up because normally you have you have a very limited amount of time to do the recall it's something like you have to get the signatures in like a, a 160 days or something like that 
trying to find exactly what it is. Yep, so there's a recall yep. campaign where you you have to get a 160 day signature collecting period in which they started in back in like November. The uh, a judge had to extend it, and they extended it based on the idea that. The pandemic going on, it's difficult to get signatures, so they extended it by 120 days. So they actually had 280 days mm. to get these signatures for the recall. And a couple couple notes about that. The judge was appointed by Trump. <laughs> okay. Mm. However, uh, they made a couple notes that uh, there were a couple times where the signature collection extensions – this judge also gave extensions for two Democratic-backed initiatives earlier in the year. So it – doesn't you know? It's not. He didn't just do it because Newsom's a Democrat. Sure, and with Maybe. the with the pandemic, it doesn't seem like an unreasonable thing. So I don't. Yeah. yeah, not totally. So how does the recall work? So now that they have that many signatures, it it shoots off this recall election. So on sep- September fourteenth is when the election is, but it's all by mail. They're all receiving mail in ballots, hmm. and you get to vote. You have two things to vote on. Do you want to recall the governor? And if he is recalled, who would you want to replace him with? Can you say no, Newsom? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Actually, I think you can. But this is all because of the time that he went to that luncheon, dinner. It's really hard to say. (laughs) That was definitely one thing that shot his numbers down. Yes. But it's also people are complaining about the way he's handling the pandemic the lockdowns, the just prices in general, taxing, you know, mm-hmm. the way he's handling financial stuff. There's a whole bunch of different things that people have latched onto. So the way that it works, if 50% of the voters, if more than 50% support recalling Newsom, then they count whoever has the most votes and that person becomes governor. That is crazy. That that is it, and that is how Schwarzenegger became governor in two thousand three. <laughs> he got forty eight point six percent of the vote in the recall. Who fifty fifty five percent of Californians were in favor of the recall, and forty eight percent voted for Schwarzenegger. Boom, he's governor. That's huh. crazy. <laughs> okay, well, California yeah. a little crazy. All right. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. That that doesn't really sound all that democratic to me, but that's that's a weird election. Yeah. And there's a ton of weird people running, um, as there have been throughout Ooh. history. Mm, sure. Sure. I did see that there were a lot of what I consider joke candidates, but I'm sure they're they're real candidates. Well, Webster. probably the most public one is Caitlyn Jenner. She's running. Ugh. Webster, a porn star, <laughs> Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, I thought I'm that ma- was a joke. Is he- I'm making these <laughs> names up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually had heard his name, but I thought it was a joke. Um, so yeah, there you go. I there's supposedly there's like 46 names that you can select from, which again that's ridiculous. Now I don't know if you went over this, but does the person have to agree to this? Like, what if someone they voted somebody who didn't was just like, what? I'm the governor now. Well, no, it has to be it has okay. to be for people who have submitted. You can only vote for one of those 46 people, and they are officially running. So. <laughs> There you go. That's how it works. And that's just really weird. That is odd. Now I know. Uh, a couple other political things. Uh, Rand Paul. Hmm. Uh, I made a note that uh, Rand Paul is still and will always be an asshole. Uh, news that came out. He disclosed that his wife bought stock in a company that was behind one of the COVID treatments. Wasn't it Remdesivir? Yes, I believe it was, it was Remdesivir. Yeah. 
she bought stock prior to it being touted as uh, as a COVID treatment, and uh, it was not reported. Um, since he's a senator, he and his direct family, they have 45 days that they need to report purchases of, of stock, and uh, he didn't report it for mm, 16 months, so kind of overshot that time period a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Now, it wasn't that much money, but still... That definitely qualifies as insider trading. What's coming of this? Yeah, probably nothing. Yeah, probably no, nothing. Of course no. not. That's right. Nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't worried a bit. The good news is that she lost money on it. I guess that's better than <laughs> him getting even wealthier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're not in the poorhouse. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> I like that the, the, the disclosure, though, says that the purchase was between $1,000 and $15,000 of stock. That's a rather broad amount. <laughs> <laughs> So according to the article, um, it was $74 per share on the day it was purchased, and uh, it fluctuated up to like $80 in March, fluctuated back down to like $69 on the day of the disclosure, more than a year later. So yeah, definitely a a loss, but still, just Just another- Just slipped his mind for a whole year. Yeah. (laughs) Onward and downward- I uh, wanted oh. to mention that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, yes. got her fourth strike from Twitter and got a seven-day suspension from Twitter again. She will not stop posting misinformation. Just like Hitler. Now, do you think she actually knows it's inf- misinformation? <laughs> we Did talked- she? Yes. Eh. She definitely does. You think? I mean, we yes. talked about you know some of them are just scheming, not not stupid. Her, I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I saw an interview with her recently with, uh, shit, I can't remember who it was. It's one of those assholes. <laughs> and, uh, she is that dumb. Mm. Like, she is just dumb. Um, and that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it was a two weeks ago, Bill Maher was talking about how there are no prerequisites to serve in Congress at no. all. There's no checks, no nothing. Just go in, and no matter who you are, and do and start making laws. Yeah. Or try to start making laws, but yeah, I'm guessing that uh, she's not going to be able to put a coherent, you know, package together for a new law. So, I mean, it's not totally out of control. It's not like some pedophile in a cowboy hat rode in on horseback and almost got to be a senator. <laughs> <laughs> that would be out of control. <laughs> it would be out of control. <laughs> Fucking Roy Moore. <laughs> hey, that guy. Dude, that's two times, the, two weeks in a row we mentioned Roy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, we yeah. brought him up last week. I can't remember what the context was, though. Oh, man. It was <laughs> funny, like, though, because we couldn't think of his name for like five, ten seconds. We were like, yeah. eh. <laughs> That's a treat. For like pedophile hung around the mall. <laughs> oh, because we were talking about, because yeah. we were talking about, uh, now I can't remember his name, Al Franken. Mm. Oh. That's where Roy Moore came up. And the equality of outrage between the parties, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's why Cuomo had to resign. The the, the president told him he had to resign. Everybody – and there are Republicans that do considerably worse things than Governor Cuomo has done and don't even consider resigning because their party tolerates that kind of behavior and their constituents tolerate that kind of behavior. So it's always going to be lopsided. Yep. And if you need an example, let's look at uh, current news. Matt Gates. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have an update, but supposedly 
uh, the, his friend, who whatever his name is, Green is just something. handing over all the information, photos, videos, just, it was something like 140 gig worth of, of data. It was ridiculous. Sure. That, that's a lot of Venmo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no. but I feel like Matt Gates is just, uh, th- there's going to be a breaking point on that one. I like, hope. I mean, he, he, there, he's just, I don't know if he's just holding out or using lawyers or whatever, but I mean, he can't step, to, if he steps away now, that's an admission of guilt. I kind of understand where he's coming from. It's the calls for him to not, nobody asking him to resign. That's crazy, but I understand why he's not running. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but nobody's asking him to step down. I don't, I don't know of any, I'm, I'm sure there's a few Republicans no. that have asked him to, but it's not definitely a chorus of people asking him to. Right. And like I said last week, Ian, you're the only person who didn't hear this was, you know, I agree with everything that's happening with Cuomo, but there was a part of me that's like, can't we just have one? Like they have all of theirs. Can't we just have one that just tells everybody to fuck off and stays? You know, we always do the right thing. Mm, You know, even though eh, maybe Cuomo's not doing it for the right reasons, but everybody got what they wanted. But that's because we always give them what they want. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, This might not be that time. But uh, didn't we get that with the uh, governor of Virginia? Yeah. He was like, you could take your stupid blackface picture and shove it up your ass. I'm never going to resign. Yeah, but I don't remember liberals being that hard on him because black people came out in Virginia were like, no, we like them. And then they were like, well, we can't go against the black people. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> if they can forgive him, we can forgive him too. Yeah. <laughs> not our place. <laughs> yeah. We're not the ones that make that decision. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, as bad as that is, him wearing blackface affects me in no way. Mm. But uh, I, I just I just want one where, you know, where they're just it's so clearly and plainly that this person did something wrong. And we're like, eh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. He's one of ours and we're keeping him. Wasn't Anthony Weiner, does, does he qualify? Because he did that for a little bit. And then he it got did, worse and then like it got the, worse. But there was something where he was actually... Uh, no, he, like at first he did. Step it was nothing. Down. No, he stepped down for the first one. Eventually, it was, but at first his accusations was nothing. Like he was, he was being accused of texting pictures of his junk to some other adult, and I was like, whatever. Yeah. But eventually, he kept it going, and he decided to text his picture to an underage child. I believe. Yes, that sounds right. Or yes, underage. No, I wouldn't say. Well, yes, okay, child. <laughs> But I, I, I can't remember what the well, time. I don't need both qualifiers. You're right, Karen. If they're underage, they're a child. Sure. <laughs> what, what was the? I can't. I can't remember what the timeline was. Was it originally a representative when this first happened, and he had stepped down? Then he was running for mayor, and it happened again. Yeah. Or was it the other way around? No, he was a he was a a, a uh, representative first. Okay. Then he was running for mayor, and it happened again. <laughs> Right. right. Okay. And well, he, and that was the 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 sin for him. He could, probably could have ridden out the first lot, but he he couldn't he he couldn't stop. And everybody, he's right, Carlos fine. Danger. Okay. Yeah, he's Carlos, Carlos Danger. Danger. You, can't, you can't contain Carlos Danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly, clearly he couldn't. Mm. <laughs> I'm just assuming that Carlos Danger is the name for his deck. I that yeah, that's likely. I'm just saying, one day I would like one, just one to drive them <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> Be like, we sure. caught this guy cheating on his wife with hookers. He'd be like, don't care. Don't <laughs> fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm moving on to some politics stuff. Uh, so I have several things on Biden this week. This will be one of them. The budget. I actually found it amazing that they were able to pass a $3.5 trillion budget in the Senate. There's still many hoops for it to go through, but just the fact that they got that through the Senate 
uh, and everybody signed on. And, and again, we have a follow up to this, but it, it's to me, it's impressive. I mean, it passed 50 to 49, which clearly right. straight down party lines. Um, and as well, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Same deal. I'm just surprised they got those through the Senate. My favorite quote of the week was, <laughs> this week the Senate takes a break from completely fucking up democracy to pass a bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, there is also an article that uh, I saw on the Huffington Post that is talking about the, as soon as Joe Manchin voted for the budget resolution right afterwards... He then made the suggestion that he probably wouldn't support the actual bill when it comes for final approval in September. Ugh. So, you know, he must he's, he's got to be a Joe Manchin. So, you know, mm -hmm. hey, this is great for him. No one's talked about Joe Manchin this much ever in his life. <laughs> right. He's got way more attention now than he ever used to. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till he becomes a Republican. Yeah. Oh, if they keep pushing him, he's going to go there. Yeah. When are the uh, Democrats going to start calling him a dino? <laughs> for anyone who doesn't get that rhinos are republicans in name only also what they call someone if you don't support trump and you're a republican right. anymore right. yes yeah um negative on biden however uh this was interesting apparently biden contacted opec the organization for of uh petroleum exporting countries which is a middle eastern group that basically controls oil prices uh biden administration contacted them and said hey could you uh could you pump out some new oil so that we can lower the price of gas in the US? Yeah, that it seems kind of I don't know, deaf when it comes to uh climate change when the uh the the guy who's supposed to be all about climate change, you know, more recently he's been all on board on the whole climate change thing saying, "Hey, we need to uh drill for more oil and get more oil out there in the market so that we can lower gas prices." Mm. Well, but it's a financial hardship for, you know, most people, so. It is, and I mean, he has to take that sort of thing into consideration. It's just another one of those, you know, hits that, mm. uh, from the, the, the more progressive uh, left. It's all about supporting, supporting climate change, preventing climate change, and supporting climate initiatives, unless we have to do anything. Right. In that case, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless well, it costs money. But that's the thing, though, is because, like, as of right now, the majority of cars are, you know, gas powered. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, make them as efficient as you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, until you know, until they start churning out electric cars or making them mandatory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, gas is fucking expensive right now. Yeah, and Biden is trying to you know promote electric car production, and it. Yeah, I think this is a stopgap measure that I, I would think that nearly any president's going to have to make. Yes. And he doesn't control it. He, they're just asking OPEC to uh, to do this in order, to, you know, to lower the prices a little bit. And it's not just for the U.S. It's it affects the prices worldwide. Wait, you're telling me that there's not a little dial in the Oval Office that adjusts the gas prices? That the president <laughs> just willy nilly turns left and right whenever he fucking feels like it? Sometimes it feels that way when you're arguing I, with people. Because I get, yeah, I do get that, you know. Oh my God, look at the gas! I'm like, what did Biden do? What did he do to make the gas prices so high? Did he accidentally bump into the dial? <laughs> Spell his Diet Coke on it? What? Yeah. Well, you know what he did. He also has a button that opens up the gate at the border and then closes mm. it randomly, too. <laughs> These are things I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Do you? Come on, man. Do your homework. <laughs> do your own research. <laughs> oh, boy. Do I got a fucking doozy for you guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Woo! 
I don't know when you want to fit into the show, Rick, but just let me know when. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious now, but... Well, we're I mean, we're in politics, but I don't know if this is very political, but I'll let you know now. So <laughs> Sure. Speaking of people that you have a hard time talking to, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that recent census report come out that say America is more brown than ever. Yep. Uh, I don't think that's how it's stated in particular. <laughs> it's the brownest it's ever been since 1692 or something like that, whatever it is. So my friend, I guess, I don't know who, you know, is just down the rabbit hole, comes in and he's talking to the other guy in the channel and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Can you believe this? You know, white white people are being shoved out and this and that. And he starts going, um... So I started making fun of him, like, yeah, the brownies are coming for you, man. They're going to come and get you. They're going to go to your house and steal all your shit. And he's like, you wait and see, Jared. You wait and see. See what happens when you push fucking white people around. And I was like, why? What's going to happen? He goes, ask Hitler. And I oh. full fucking record scratch. I'm like, huh? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, what happened in Germany? Ask Hitler. I go, what? You're telling me that the Jews started pushing the Germans around? And that's why the Holocaust happened? And he's like, yeah, right? Oh, and I go, and wow. I go, and then the other guy goes, so wait a minute. So are you saying like Hitler was a good guy? And he's like, yeah, he was trying to do good things for Germany and the Jews were fucking it up. Wow. And I, now I got a big smile on my face and I go, I go, wait, are you in the camp of Hitler did nothing wrong? Right? <laughs> and he goes, absolutely. He goes, I'll do you one better, Jared. That thing didn't even happen. I go, you're also a Holocaust denier? <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I was like, wow. I am shocked. And of course, it was uh, do your homework and, you know, find out your own things. And then the, my other friend goes, okay, professor, what YouTube video should I watch <laughs> that's going to inform me about the truth? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Crazy. <sighs> so... He went from brown people are taking over our country to wait till you see what the white people do, mm -hmm. you know, like what? Hitler, the Jews were to blame, and the Holocaust didn't happen. Mm hmm Holy crap. Somebody did a census in Germany and said, well, the, the Jews are taking over. And Hitler's like, well, I just want to get these trains running properly. And the Jews are like, fuck you, Hitler. And Hitler's like, well, the only thing I can do is put them in gas chambers and kill them. <laughs> oh, but I thought that didn't happen, though. Oh, but wait, I didn't do that. I don't know what happened to the Jews. They just left. Wow. <laughs> they all moved out. Yeah. Holy crap. Jeez, you guys believe anything you hear, huh? Years and years of history. <laughs> I know a YouTube guy called <laughs> I Heart Hitler. <laughs> it's got the real truth. <laughs> So why are Jews not white people? I don't even I didn't understand that either. But yeah. again, it goes into that weird camp where Jews are a nationality, so they're technically not white to racist people. Oh. <laughs> okay, wow. you have strange friends, Jared. Oh man, was that a showstopper? <laughs> As it I should be. By, by the way, Dustin, you've played video games with this guy, the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't want to say his name on the show, but no. <laughs> All right, well, there's no easy way to transition from that. Um, no. <laughs> Say so. So I'm just going to cut over to some uh, world news. Uh, first, Great. <laughs> if you're tired of hearing about the uh, wildfires in California, I don't know, maybe this is better, maybe this is worse. There are worse wildfires in uh, Siberia. Apparently, they are bigger than all the other world's blazes combined. Oh. 
So we talked about the fact that the permafrost in Siberia was melting. Well, not just that. <laughs> it's not just melting. It's on fire. It's on fire. That's we really melting. We got there. <laughs> uh, the fires have scorched nearly 8,000 square miles in an area 10 times bigger than California's Dixie Fire. So, holy crap. So Dixie Fire is the biggest one we've measured, I think? I, I'm not, I'm not exactly something. sure of the details there, but it's definitely massive. It's one of the biggest ones I've... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got some record. I don't know what the record is. Biggest in California. Uh. Right. And yeah, like like Hesgen Gixson said, now it's pumping out methane and carbon dioxide because uh, the release of methane from the ground and carbon dioxide from all the, the burning. And yeah, it's just... Uh, uh-huh. I'm yeah. sure nothing bad will come from that. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything on this as far as the show is concerned, but I thought we would mention the the earthquake in Haiti that has killed... It was up to like 1,900 confirmed deaths. And also, at the same time, they've got a tropical storm bearing down on them now. So, yeah, don't live in Haiti, I guess. <laughs> my right. How many point. years has it been since the last storm killed all of them? Uh, yeah. I mean, the last earthquake? What? No, it's it back like in every it, year. It's in the 2003, uh, 04, something like that. Oh, was it? It was that oh, long okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. I have no concept of time. Now, that one was in uh, Port-au-Prince, where I think 300,000 people died. This one is in a less populated area, but it's still going to be okay. – 1900 didn't scratch on the surface on this. So yeah, Probably right. not. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's horrible. Yeah. And then a tropical storm coming in, which is going to just really hinder anybody getting rescued. So Right. Right. And there is a uh, – if you need to – if you would like to support them, um, what is it? World's Kitchen is the best place to go, I think. That's the really good – I don't know about best, but definitely clearly one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, uh, Chef Andre, I think it is. Yes. His his yeah. charity. It's a really good charity. Uh, meanwhile, eclipsing all of that in news, um, as I think we've stated before, Afghanistan. There is a whole lot to talk about in Afghanistan. Oh, I am so mad about this. No, I, oh, yeah? <laughs> so, I'm I'm curious, but let's go over some of the facts real quick. <laughs> You're like, which side am I on? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot to uncover here, so let me hit some of the facts. The U.S. is withdrawing troops from Afghanistan, and this was announced a long time ago. Trump announced that he was going to start this process. Biden has not turned his back on it. He's definitely thinks we should we should get out of Afghanistan. Now, there's a whole debate over whether or not that should be done. I'm not hitting that yet. However, now that the troops are being pulled out, the Taliban started a push, and over the last 10 days, pretty much took over the entire country. They hit all the major cities, all the military points, and pretty much took it over in about 10 days, now that they don't have an active U.S. force fighting them. And so there's been an evacuation in Kabul in order to get people out of out of the country, out of the city, and it has really turned into a shit show. As Secretary of State Blinken said, this is manifestly not the fall of Saigon, <laughs> which I don't understand because, man, it looks like the fall of Saigon. Oh, my God. I saw people hanging on the tires of planes as they were taking off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it To me, it, it looks way worse than... Uh, the fall of Saigon. But uh, some other facts. Uh, Biden's getting hit hard because it's a, a massive intelligence failure. Um, intelligence of not a, the t intelligence officials, but people who report on intelligence uh, findings are saying that it was a, a really bad failure. He had Biden had previously predicted the Taliban overrunning the country was unlikely. 
turns out 10 days. Mm. No, I, I thought he said it was likely, just not this quickly. Well, it depends. If you go back like oh. um, it, right after he was elected and said mm -hmm. that he was going to continue this, he made the statement that it was unlikely that the Taliban would overrun the country. Then he got the intelligence and went, uh Yeah, apparently. <laughs> n not as quickly, but yeah, it's going to happen. And the U.S. wasn't the only one. British Foreign Secretary Dominic Rob Rab, I don't know how you pronounce that, uh, said that no one saw the Taliban takeover coming. I'm sorry. Nope. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they did. Now, it's not all Biden's fault. As I said, Trump started the pullout. He reduced troops from 15,000 to 2.5 thousand during his administration. Uh, he negotiated a ceasefire with the Taliban directly and did not involve any Afghan officials in doing so. He and also me, convinced... Go ahead. I'd like to put a few more facts about that. It was a three-page agreement in which we got nothing. Um, the Taliban got 5,000 of their people out of jail and had to concede to nothing. Yeah, that was the, the next point I had, is uh, oh, convinced, okay. the, convinced the Afghan government to release 5,000 prisoners, yep. Taliban prisoners, just release them. Uh, guess where they're at now? Mm. Yeah, they're, they're helping to take over all of the, the cities. Um, so some more facts. Afghan leadership fled and the military basically collapsed. Now there's a whole lot of reasoning for that, but that's a lot to get into. Um, uh, bri bribery and corruption being two of the largest factors. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Taliban went to most of the leadership in the military and said, all right, you can either lay down your arms when we get to you or we're going to kill you. If you lay down your arms, we'll give you a whole bunch of money and we won't go after you or your families. And so they did. And there's also the, the yeah, whole problem. The, go ahead, Jared. I'm just saying that the, the Afghan military just rolled over. Because they were paid to roll over. Right. So, I mean, you can't blame anybody else who prepared for them to come in and be like, well, it's either this or I die. So yeah. I got to take, you know, I got to do this. I got to change my store. I got to do, you know, whatever, because yeah. the military is not protecting me. Right? And it's not just this or I die. I'll die. My wife will die. My kids will die. Like they, they murder families for this. Yeah. Right. I'll be beheaded in the soccer stadium because we're not allowed to play soccer anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's the whole notion that, I mean, Afghanistan is not, people don't, the people in the military didn't fight for Afghanistan. Afghanistan is not a country in the same way that, you know, other countries are countries. The people there don't consider themselves to be Afghan. They consider themselves to be um, part of the tribe that they come from, the, the, the region of the country that they come from. There is no national unity. It's a highly mountainous region, uh, the world, mm. and these mountains divide the people up into different tribal areas. And there's a strong tribal mentality, but they don't really consider themselves all to be Afghanis. They're they come Afghani. from their individual tribe. They're, right. They are going to be protective of their tribe and not necessarily of anybody else's. Yeah. So trying to get them to fight for other people's tribes is, yeah, it's it's a complete change of the way of life and it would be very difficult. And then you have the, the threat of, I'm going to kill you and your entire family. Well. I'm going home. Yeah. Just not going to hold. No. So this was inevitable. It was going to happen. It was just a question of when it was going to happen. And, and there's not even, you know, how many times in history has this happened? How many wars in, have there been in Afghanistan where the exact same thing has happened? There was no winning it's, this. It's, it's called the place that empires go to die. Mm. The Romans invaded them. Uh, Alexander the Great, the Great invaded them. Um, Russia invaded them. I was going to say, wasn't this the plot for Rambo 3? <laughs> right. It, it absolutely was. He dedicated the movie to them. 
So my take on the whole thing is Biden's speech that he gave was absolutely correct, although it was missing some important facets. Mm. This would happen no matter when we pulled troops out. Us maintaining troops there for another 20 years would probably have not accomplished much more. So why leave the troops there? That was his argument. And I think that's totally correct. I might be wrong, but that's what I'm, I think right now. However, the idea that we created another fall of Saigon, another time when people were racing to try and get out of the country and we couldn't get the people we wanted out, out? What the fuck? How could we like, be that disorganized? How, how could Biden's administration, the Joint Chiefs, and everybody else not be prepared for this? Mm. We should have known that this was coming. Again, guess where Biden was when the fall of Saigon actually happened? He wasn't in high school. He was a senator. So he lived through the fall of Saigon. How could you not see this coming? I think it's the speed that was the problem. The speed that it happened was so unexpected that- Yeah, because he, he's probably super pissed at the Pentagon because the Pentagon told him 10 months. Yeah, or three Minimum. months, whatever they said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even understand that. The Trump gave them the okay to to start taking over the country back when he was still in office. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. That, that, I'm with Ray. As soon as that happened, like, why would you wait till today to start evacuating people? Mm. As soon as Trump said, we are going to withdraw all our troops, all right, I guess it's time to come home, figure out what the next phase of my life is going to be. Yeah, yeah but you-, you need to also keep in mind that this came through the Trump, you know, administration. So who knows how fucked up it was or where, who, you know, they probably had no idea what was going on in regards to this. Because honestly, this is the first I'm actually hearing about what Trump actually negotiated with them. Mm-hmm. Well, it was hard to keep track because he was so busy committing crimes. Right. And this this was all during the election and all that other crazy shit. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, all right. I guess so. So a couple things. Dustin asked me how I feel about the veterans posting. I'm ready to sign up and go back to fight. Um, Well, for who? I think it's, what? For who? Who are you going? I mean, I understand you're going to go fight the Taliban, but who are you fighting for? I think the idea was would be I go back to Afghanistan and fight to get get everybody out who who should be out. Ah, um, wow. which I kind of understand, but yeah, it's too late. Like the amount of bloodshed at this point would be through the roof. It would yeah. and well, I mean, th- a lot of this should de- listen. A lot of this depends on how you look at Afghanistan because there are people out there who think that we were there for twenty years holding back this wave of terrorism that was coming here. That's what they think was going on. And Hmm. that they're like, how could you pull out? They're going to take over the world. They're going to come here now. That's what they think was going on. Like, they don't know anything about history. They don't know what the... The only reason we've been this long in Afghanistan is just to stabilize it. And other presidents didn't want to have this happen to them, which is happening right now to Biden. Right. Right. Biden just said enough is enough. Obama could have pulled this... Right. You know, Obama could have done this. Trump could have done this. It, I don't know about Bush. I, I, I can't remember exactly well, what Bush was going on. Well, Bush is the one that put them Got there. Us in there. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, Cheney did. Well, sure. <laughs> and then uh, same thing. I see troops going like, and again, this isn't this isn't a mark on the Biden administration where the guy's like, I don't know. I was there for however many years, and now that we're just leaving, it feels like what the hell was I fighting for? I'm like, what the hell were you fighting for, dude? Yeah. What but, were you told why, when you were there? But be, but because you feel kind of empty and you might be questioning your life decisions, we should put another 10 fucking years into this country and lose and have more, people. more troops and lose more troops. I'm like, come on, man. It could be a break. <laughs> yeah. 
The problem is we should not have tried to do this to begin with. Right. Russia tried to do it. England tried to do it. Like so many people have tried to do it. And it's just failed. And it's failed because of the the way Afghanistan is structured, the way that the people feel, and the strength of the Taliban. It's very similar in some ways to Vietnam. They have guerrilla tactics and terrorist tactics that we it's really difficult to fight against. Well, I mean, a good PR machine, too. Right. I mean, and part of the part of the problem is, is that the they're the reason they're fighting is is based on religion. So there is no there's no reasoning with them that, um, you know, we, we can we can work together because the dogma that they follow is they are right. You're wrong. You are, you know, you are not worthy of living. So how do you there's no there's no negotiating with that. There's no peace to be found. Very true. Another thing that was brought up in Discord and that is in this article that uh, if you scroll down far enough, it is a very long article. So if you want all the details, this article in the Washington Post is for you. Um, but way down, uh, there is a uh, an angle um, on China. So mm. China borders uh, between uh, Afghanistan. There is uh, the Xinjiang province, which we've heard about before. There's some separatists in Xinjiang who are fighting against the the Chinese government and trying to stop the oppression that they're they're under. They have been training in Taliban camps, and Taliban has been providing them with weapons to help fight against uh, the the Chinese oppression. So there's that whole thing mixed in with this. And Russia has started doing, quote unquote, military exercises along their border with Afghanistan since we are pulling out. So there's a whole China-Russia angle in this that I don't have all the details, but clearly there's some political maneuvering going on now that the U.S. is pulling, pulling out of the country. And the, and the thing that we haven't touched on yet, which makes me the craziest probably, is that the reasons that we were told to go into Afghanistan were thin. The reason we really yeah. went into Afghanistan were because it fed the military-industrial complex. It ground people into the dirt so that large corporations could make money. And the reason we stayed for 20 years was because those corporations didn't want to stop getting money. Yeah, I mean, they have quotes from Donald Rumsfeld back in the, in the aughts being like, oh, Afghanistan's a fucking mess. There's no way we're getting out of this. Yeah. You know, like we need, I mean, it's crazy. Although I do hate the part that the the weapons that we gave the Afghan military, the Taliban have now. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's not a great thought. It happens yeah, every time, image though. Of, there's an image of uh, Taliban fighters driving around with a brand new Humvee that was uh, purchased from your tax dollars. Jeez. Yep. And but I, I mean, think the thing, if that's what fueled it for 20 years- that then I would have to stop and ask, you know, why now? Why, why, why pull out now? What, what, what has shifted where that's not as lucrative anymore, or what is more lucrative about pulling out? Or does Biden just not care about the money as much as his predecessors, and is willing well, to to try and save some American lives by just not being there? Well, public sentiment also. I mean, the the polling of, of Americans up until the last couple of weeks was seventy percent of Americans wanted us out of Afghanistan. Sure. Also, so that, Biden also actually pushed for this when he was vice president. Yeah, hard, yes. big time. And he's he was in the military, and he's had his sons in the military. He's got a little bit better perspective than the last three pre- presidents, I believe. And I've also heard Ian that the money just dried up. There just wasn't much to do anymore. You know, maybe I just assume I'm, now that we're out of the way that that'll make room for the 
Trans-Afghanistan pipeline. <laughs> and I'm sure the agreement that Trump worked up with the Taliban was, you know, part of that. The people working on the Keystone pipeline will get a contract to develop this pipeline that goes from Russia to India through Afghanistan. And that will be the new revenue source. You know, that's something that... So, although I dislike Trump in nearly every way, it is very <laughs> odd that he signed an agreement with the Taliban that did nothing for us, and by us, I mean Trump. Well, it, right. No, well, nothing for, yeah, the United States, but, you know, I don't know who, you know, which of his business partners are involved with the Trans-Afghanistan pipeline, but not, I guarantee not, there are. No, he doesn't have connections like that. Or Either he, that or the Halliburton replacement. I mean, it, it'll be, you know, hired thugs in there pretty soon. Yeah, oh, I mean, someone may have been pushing for it, but I really feel that Trump's only motivation in this was re-election. It had nothing. He couldn't give a fuck. He just wanted about, it for the win. Yeah. He, he got us right, out of Afghanistan. Money, yeah. Checkbox. And, and as a matter of fact, prior to this, the motherfucker was taking wanted credit for all this. Mm. And now he's, now did you see he scrubbed all mentions of it off his website? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and this is the other thing that is, the thing that is pissing me off the most is the sudden surge of empathy for all the Afghan people from everybody in this country and the media. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I get other Republicans and I get Fox News and them because they'll shit on Biden for anything. But everybody else is like, what a debacle. How could you do this? You're doing this. And I'm like, what other option was there? Right. Would it have been okay if Biden said, you know what? Instead of leaving, we're just going to stay forever. Would yeah. that make everybody happy? Nope. Or should we annex the fucking country? Make it a state? Like I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I just don't <laughs> understand. Like I, I, and I do see, see uh, Ray's point in the sense that, like, I can't believe that it's like such a debacle in the airport and everything like that, and that we wouldn't be willing to take people who actually helped our mil, you know, civilians in, in Afghanistan that worked with our military that are most assuredly going to die. Like, I don't know why we just couldn't have been like, yeah, you get to come. Everybody gets to come who worked for us. Right. right. The moment that the, the moment that the Biden administration took over and made the decision that we are actually going to pull the troops out according to the plan, make a fucking list. Get these people out of the country. Make this a priority before we get all of our troops out. Like, well, how make, make a plan. I'm simplifying it, it, it like, but how hard could it be? Yeah, it seemed like this wasn't even a – there was no plan. There was just, all right, we're going to do this, and then just all hell broke loose. What is going on? I'm, all right. So you didn't anticipate that um, the Taliban was going to override the country? All right. Then talk to them and tell them, if you don't stop, we're going to start bombing you again. We need time to get out. We'll get out. But you're not doing it well, on your time schedule. On your time I, I can, schedule. I, but I can see why that would work against Biden because you're like, well, wait a minute. You just said we're getting out. Now you're bringing in more troops and you're bombing the Taliban. Well, like I see that point of it. I, I think that – he was told that they had a certain amount of time, because obviously Biden's not looking at maps and shit and talking to people and figuring this out. He gets his information from other people. Sure. And they were like, okay, you we got some time, and we'll get people out, and everything will be fine. That's and true. I, they did tell him he was good until till September 11th. Yeah, and the, and you know, and they're like, um, you know, and we've got t time to, you know, we got time. Yeah. What they didn't expect was that they would walk out of one fucking town and that the Taliban was right behind them. Yeah. And walked right in the next day and was like, all right, lay all your shit down. You know, to just follow them straight up the fucking country, right up to the airport. Yeah. I, I, and again, there's more to this than than I am able to say here. But how do you not expect that? The Taliban has been present in every city and has attacked troops all over the country all the time. How do you not expect a flood in every city all at once? Like, I, I just don't 
I can't c- I guess comprehend it. After 20 years of attempted nation building, <laughs> they thought it would be. I don't know. I want to say harder than than like a long weekend for the Taliban. <laughs> that would stick like, a little again, bit. Am I wrong in assuming that this must be what the people of Afghanistan want? No, I don't Generally, think it is. No. Like, I don't know. Not from what I've seen. Seems like it has to be. If none of the civilians resist, none of the military resists, and the uh, the Taliban stroll in there with no resistance, I can only assume that they're like, "Great, we got rid of those Americans. We can finally, you know." Subjugate have the country back to the way we were. I don't think that's what the case was. I don't think they... The Taliban is just that good? No, I think that the, that the military... Like, again, in Biden said the same thing. He's like, if the military is not going to fight the Taliban, we've been training them for 20 years and supplying them and shit, what more can I do? Mm. They just rolled over. Now, wh- I don't. whatever the reason being, Karen says bribes, could be bribes, could be that they're just like, there's just too many of them, we can't do it, or they didn't, or whatever. But I saw video of people in uh, Kabul, like, I'm sure we all heard the story about the beauty parlor, right? Have we mm-hmm. all seen this? Yeah. Right? Where the guy had a beauty parlor and everything like that, and then once once he heard the Taliban was coming in, he ripped down all the signage and threw it away. I can't imagine that guy wanted the Taliban back. No, I'm not saying the, I'm not saying that there aren't people who, who don't want this, but the majority seems like they clearly do. Well, I, I, I the citizens, I can't, I don't know what to say. I, and I don't know why the military rolled over, whether it was overwhelming numbers or they're – I mean, it's got to be a little disheartening when your president jumps on a fucking plane and hightails it out of the country. That doesn't help, yeah. Yeah, and just like, fuck all yous. I'm going to wherever <laughs> I'm going. Like, I guess at that point, you're kind of like, what are we going to do? It's probably either that or war. You know, I can't really say. But what are we, what are we supposed to do? That's what I keep wondering. Like, when everyone's like, oh, the poor Afghani people, and I'm like – Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. with you, Jared. I don't think we did anything, you know, terribly wrong. Like with, with, I don't think withdrawing was wrong. Right. I'm. I'm saying that that the shock and awe might be misplaced because it's clearly, uh, clearly we we were the invaders in this in this scenario, and being free of us is what Afghanistan wanted because it was effortless. Mm. I don't know if I to if undo I, twenty years of work. I really can't say. I don't. I don't think so. But I can't say. I don't have any hard evidence to say either way. Well, since this is a podcast about religion, does you know Islam pay, play a role in their acceptance of the Taliban? A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. I, I would have to say that if they're at all accepting of the Taliban, the answer is yes. Yeah. So there's another article that I wanted to to mention um, uh, entitled. As Taliban widens its grip, Afghans reckon with life under militant rule. And it has some uh, anecdotal stories about uh, the Taliban coming back, um, taking over. I mean, this was on CNN. Uh, when Taliban came in, they like they went into some places of work and told women to go home and that uh, it would be okay that they could send some of their male relatives to take their places um, because they're not allowed to, uh, women aren't allowed to work. Uh, there was uh, some sort of a, a teacher, I think it was, who at some point lowered her veil in order to do something at work. Within that, that same day, received a message saying uh, that if she committed that infraction again, we will take you away and no one will save you um, from an unknown number. Hmm. So the, the Taliban, like the Taliban just did this over the last 10 days. And they already have like a secret police network in place of people watching other people and making sure they're following the Taliban's rules. So the idea that the whole country is behind the Taliban, 
I'm not sure I can get behind that, but the idea that there is a... Not every single person when I say that, but the majority. A huge percentage? Yeah. I think... I think there there has to be a large percentage of people who are wanting the structure that the Taliban provides. Or it's just straight up fear. Mm. Oh, it could be a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's any number of things. But either way, whether it happened this week or two months from now, it was going to happen. Right. Whether it was slow or fast. Yep. Just happened to be fast. But it's a stain on Joe Biden, <laughs> I guess. Which, again, doesn't make any sense. This We had two presidents, one Democrat, one Republican, who did nothing to pull out the troops. And then we had two presidents, one Republican, one Democrat, who wanted to pull out the troops. Like, this is clearly a bipartisan decision. No, Donald Trump would have, would have done this properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He would have handled this great. I heard it from Mike Pompeo. And Mike Pompeo, you think, is biased in this situation? <laughs> no. Honest Mike? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's possible. There's a picture of him from when, you know, Trump was negotiating with the Taliban, with the leader of the Taliban. Pompeo was directly, it was in a room with the man. So. Well, don't you understand, Karen? The Taliban doesn't respect Joe Biden. They respected Donald Trump. Oh, please. (laughs) And they knew that if they fucked around, Donald Trump could hit back. He's a tough guy. New York tough guy. I know you're being sarcastic. I just can't say anything except just like be in shock by the idea that people actually believe that. But they do. But they do. <laughs> yeah. People believe the craziest shit at the moment, so I, you're not going to change their mind, so whatever. Yeah. You're just wrong, and I don't care about you anymore. <laughs> All right, I feel like uh, most everybody said their piece. Uh, do we have mm-hmm. anything else on Afghanistan? Okay. So I'm moving on to uh, some coronavirus stuff. Uh, hey, you mentioned about annexing Afghanistan. Do you know if we did that, their COVID numbers are actually better than Texas and Florida? <laughs> uh, Florida is actually well. They're good. They're good at following instructions, right? <laughs> well, true. But the, Tal- the Taliban is anti-vaccination um, though, because one time right. the CIA used um, uh, polio vaccinators as a means of gathering information, and now they don't trust vaccinators anymore. So. Mm. Which I guess I understand a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, it's like the CIA one thing. time. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, Florida is now, according to Ars Technica, the epicenter of COVID nineteen transmissions in the U.S. And yeah, clearly, and I think it has been. I assume that's what happened to Patreon Jeff. He got the vid. No, he's on another show tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was. Oh. He was actually doing another show. I think so. Oh, cheating on us. <laughs> I guess that's better than having the vid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, Speaking over the devil, he just jumped in the channel. <laughs> Jeff, just Jeff. talking about you. <laughs> he thought you had COVID. Uh, also, in COVID, uh, over in Texas, I didn't even know this was a uh, an abbreviation, but apparently, Scotex, the Supreme Court of Texas, think that'll catch on, Scotex. <laughs> Scotex. It sounds like a venereal disease. I don't know. I thought I was going to say it sounded like some kind of tampon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Supreme Court of Texas has sided with uh, the Governor Abbott saying that his ruling that schools cannot mandate masks, uh, the Supreme Court backs his ruling. So, yeah, apparently they are now not allowed to mandate masks within school. So... Way to go, Texas. That'll help. Yeah. Yeah. 
just just to help people understand it a little better, could did this happen to mention the political makeup of the Texas Supreme Court? I don't know. If it didn't, I'll let you know. <laughs> it's one hundred percent Republican judges. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, surprise. <laughs> I said Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, we did talk about this, you know, b- before the show. But as a reward, uh, the the governor of Texas now has tested positive for COVID. So, <laughs> right, but he's fine. Yeah. He's vaccinated. He's fully vaccinated. You think he got his bonus shot, his booster shot yet? Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, according These to- people aren't playing with their own mm-hmm. lives. I heard he is sequestered. <laughs> They're not going to put themselves in danger. <laughs> yeah. They just don't give a shit about the, the people they represent. Right. He's sequestered in the governor's mansion right now getting a special antibody treatment. Oh, good. He's a- asymptomatic and getting an antibody treatment. Uh, <laughs> he's, a re- he's a Republican governor. He's one of the angels, the special people. Oh, my God. She's Karen. Sorry, I no, lost. Come on, Karen. He's doing <laughs> everything that- he can to keep you free. Yeah, he's not one of the poors. All right. <laughs> I hate Republicans. <laughs> uh, speaking of the boosters, though, a couple of articles real, real quick. Uh, boosters have been announced for the immunocompromised. Uh, we we had said before that was likely coming. Well, there it is. Uh, also, uh, there was an announcement. Was it just Pfizer? Uh, was it the FDA? I thought it came through the FDA. There was a, a booster announcement for people who um, had previously got the vaccine. I don't know if I'm trying to pull this up again and it's having trouble. I think right now it's just a rumor. It hasn't been actually announced. Okay. But the rumor is that there will, will be shortly an announcement from the FDA saying that there will be booster shots available basically six months from when you got your last shot. Oh, okay. I believe it's eight, but... It was eight? Okay. Yeah. Again, for some reason, the article is not loading, so I'm kind of going off the top of my head here. <laughs> um, another article that I saw on the Huffington Post, COVID in children... Um, 15% of cases at this point, positive COVID results are in children, um, those who were not able to get the vaccine at this point. That's really high. Hey, maybe we should, I don't know, have kids wear masks in school? Mm. Just a thought. Yeah, I had that thought too. Didn't work mm. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is an article in the New York Times that I found interesting. Uh, long covid in people who were vaccinated. So, you know, there are these quote-unquote breakthrough infections, which I hate the sound of that. It makes it sound way too spectacular. It's a very low percentage of, of people, and it's even though they have it, it's not really that bad. However, there are a few cases where people maintain symptoms long after the two- to three-week time period that is normal. Um, people still having a hard time breathing, extended periods of not being able to taste or smell, things like that. Now, basically what the article says is there there hasn't been enough of them for them to actually study. So there was there was a group, it was something like 19% of the number of people who were being tracked uh, had long COVID. Uh, these were people who had breakthrough symptoms after being vaccinated, but it it wasn't enough like that's that's a sample set that's not enough data to actually make any determinations on anything so i mean the good news is it hasn't happened enough for for scientists to know exactly why or what's going on bad news is sometimes it does happen you have the vaccine you get covid and you get long covid you you basically don't necessarily recover 
Yeesh. You might be fatigued. You might have trouble breathing, etc. For Fever. extended period of time. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I have on COVID, farm supply stores are uh, running low on a medicine that helps with horse parasites. Oh. Ivermectin? Ivermectin. Yeah. Is apparently flying off the shelves, and now horses are dying because, well, because of parasites they're infected with, because the treatment is ivermectin, but people are taking it for COVID. I'm poisoning themselves, but... Uh, Great. Yeah. The poisoning themselves I'm less concerned with. I'm more <laughs> concerned that horses are dying because people are being that stupid. Mm. If you want to be stupid and kill yourself, you know, that's really on you. Stop taking the horses with you, man. Wait, who who is who's who's saying that this is a cure for COVID? Oh, re do your research. It's on the YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah some some idiots <laughs> on YouTube. That's all I got. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's the new hydroxychloroquine, which I can never say that. Nice. <laughs> hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. That's it. There you go. Yeah. All right, and this week's uh, guy who used to be against, who used to be an anti-vaxer, um, who now has COVID and is uh, intubated. Cardinal Raymond Burke uh, had criticized fellow members of the church for not believing that Jesus Christ would protect them from the coronavirus. He's now uh, in a hospital bed and on a ventilator. So, <laughs> I guess that's... <laughs> what, a sh what a shame. Yeah. Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Jesus now? He sent you a doctor. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Where's your God now, Moses? <laughs> So he was an anti-vaxxer, so he didn't get his vaccine. All right. Correct. Yeah. Moron. Correct. <laughs> We're all laughing, Alpha. <laughs> I like to throw in at least one of those a week. Yeah. All right. I want to save my thing. Karen, what's this that you put in? Quote quiz of the day? Yeah. So who said in American politics, the Taliban are the only people building back better? Who said it? I assume Donald Trump. <laughs> nope. I was distracted by Discord, which apparently gave me the answer. I was thinking it was Trump mm. as well. Nope. I was going to go with, like, Ted Cruz or something, but... No, it's Bobert. The answer's Bobert? Yep. Thanks, Jeff, for ruining the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't much of a quiz. Jeff yeah, knew she, the she, answer. She, no, I mean, she didn't say this on, like, Telegram or something. She said this on Twitter. The Taliban are the only people building back better. Whew. I just... <laughs> wait, she said this last week? No, she said this, like, two days ago. Holy crap. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, the Taliban are her, they're very much like her people, right? They're highly mm. religious. They really yep. like guns. Mm -hmm. She, yeah, she should go join the Taliban. See how they're that anti -vax. works. Out. They're anti-vax. They're yeah. anti-vax. They're all about, you know, church and school. No Fauci-ouchie for them. No Fauci-ouchie. They are, they've got oh a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, if I'd, have, if I'd have known, I'd have moved that up with the Afghanistan stuff. <laughs> All right, last thing that I have, the very last thing uh, that I have, is a new deep fake tool. Now, this uh, this article is on Huffington Post, and they specifically do not name the tool as to not drive up their traffic. However, what it allows you to do is take a picture of any type. You can take a picture of an actress or basically any any female body dressed in any way. You upload it, and this deep fake tool will nudify the female bodies. So it's a technology is so powerful that no matter the race, nationality, whoever can be nudified, except it doesn't work on men. And Good. to me, this 
This gives oh. me a a little Ooh. bit of an insight as to how good of a tool this is. Uh, if you if you use an image of a of a man, the site will give that man breasts and a vulva. So mm. <laughs> no matter who it is, you're you're turning them into a female nude. The article talks about it being very dangerous because any person can be, you know, you can create deep fakes for anybody and expose the person. Well, you're not really exposing the person because no matter what the picture is, they're getting the same parts. Mm. Have you guys heard of this before? No. They're no. searching for it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not at all interested in a link to this either. <laughs> well, you won't find one on our site because I'm linking the Huffington Post and they didn't even say what the name of it was. So, Smart. but I'm sure... A little bit of Google Foo will get you there. I, I can't imagine that it's actually good, because like I said, if you put a picture of a guy up there, it still gives you a female body parts. So, I mean, how good can it be? But in any case, I thought I would try and end with, on something a little more lighthearted. <laughs> good job. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else for this week? I do not. Damn. I think I did, and I lost it. Yeah, no, you got to start writing shit down. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That is a sign. Mm. All right. Well, if that's it, uh, I want to start by uh, thanking our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially you guys who could join us tonight. Alpha, Grinch, Hesjun Gixon, Jeff, and Dustin. Do appreciate it. We lost Dustin somewhere partway through. Hopefully he didn't get mad and and leave, but uh, I I doubt it. Sad Um, leave. Yeah. If you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by uh, joining them and signing up on our Patreon page. And you can sign up on our Patreon page and still not come to, to on the Discord channel. But, you know, I advise you check it out because there's a lot of stuff being posted in there. Um, if you can't do that, you can share the podcast on social media. Leave a review for us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to contact us again, Facebook page, facebook.com slash profaneargument or tweet at profanearg. Uh, also, I'd like to encourage people to check out uh, a soon-to-be-named network. It is a network of podcasts. Uh, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com gets you all the current and archived shows. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may our God go with you. Mm-hmm.